0: For the Financial Times in New York, I'm Ben McClanahan and this is FT News. And I'm joined today by the uh, senior financial correspondent, Cara Scannell, to talk about the $150 billion in fines that the big banks have paid since the financial crisis. Okay, Cara, it's almost exactly 10 years since the financial crisis. And you've done a fantastic piece of work, adding up all the fines that the banks have paid since then. And it's come to a very round number, $150 So tell me, how did you go about putting all this stuff together?
1: Well, we started a spreadsheet a couple of years ago, and we started to see these massive settlements, like the National Mortgage Settlement, $25 billion, including five major U.S. financial institutions, and then the string of the Department of Justice and state settlements against the major banks in the billions and billions of dollars. It was impacting the bank's bottom line. We thought we should start spreadsheet and kind of track this. We had been doing that and then just kind of went back and built on it, added in some of the other players in the financial crisis, like the credit rating agencies that also paid settlements, and then just kind of tallied it from there. And we saw a month or so ago, RBS pay a fine, which Mm -hmm. pushed us over the $150 billion
0: mark. Yeah, I was going to ask, how close are we to the end of the tunnel for the banks as far as crisis-related misdeeds go?
1: Well, we've seen A number of the banks settle already. There's few left in the pipeline. Barclays is fighting a lawsuit by DOJ. It remains to be seen what happens there. They could go to trial and they could win or they could end up paying a big fine.
0: This is for the same stuff that Deutsche Bank and Credit Suisse settled with, right?
1: This is the big RMBS working group task force for the selling of mortgage-backed securities.
0: Why is Barclays elected to fight it?
1: It's interesting. People always try to strategize. Do you pay up front and hopefully pay the least amount? Mm -hmm. Do you drag it on and then in hopes that new change in administration, maybe nobody will want to pursue these cases. So it's always a gamble. I mean, I guess they must think that they have a case yeah. that's worth pushing.
0: Well, this piece has stirred some very good comments online. and I, I like one of the comments in particular by a reader pointing out that, yes, 150 billion, that's a nice headline number, but the real number that matters is uh, jail sentences for top execs. And he said that's zero. Is that a fair point to make?
1: It is zero. If we're talking about Any of the banks that have paid fines, not one CEO has been charged with anything, even on a civil basis from like a regulator. The one Wall Street trader who has gone to prison was a Credit Suisse trader who Mm -hmm. had pled guilty to inflating his ABS book. I think it is a fair comparison when people think about accountability and you think about the outrage that was seen in the U.S. election this year. Right. You know, it is something that I think people want to see someone held accountable. And the question of fines is that it becomes, is it just the cost of doing business? When you look, and you would know better than I, some of these fines maybe at the time seemed like they were a big deal to banks because some banks ended up having their first losing quarter in years, but they quickly make that up in profits in a matter of weeks.
0: Mm -hmm. And the broader point is that the shareholders are paying, not the execs. As Jamie Dimon once famously said, hit me with a fine and we can afford it.
1: Exactly. I mean, that is an issue. It's very interesting in the new administration. The view of the current SEC chairman is a bit of that flavor of the fines are really hurting shareholders. So I think the dynamic going forward is going to be interesting. Do we see fewer fines? Do we see more individuals held accountable?
0: Do we have any sense of where the wind will blow over the next few years? This is Jay Clayton, the Jay Clayton. New SEC Chairman. He's been there a couple of months now.
1: Yeah, he's been in office a couple of months. He hired as the enforcement director a former prosecutor, who was also his partner at Sullivan and Cromwell. This guy named Steve Pekin. He's a fairly aggressive prosecutor, not in an overreach way, but you know, willing to go after the individual. I don't know what the flavor of the rest of the commission is going to be because it requires all of them to decide whether to move forward on a case. Mm -hmm. Finally,
0: another good question, again below the line from a reader, asking what's happened to the proceeds of this $150 billion that's gone into the coffers of the regulators, the enforcers. Do we know? Is there any visibility on that?
1: There's not a lot of visibility. The math gets a bit tricky. In part of these settlements, probably about half the money that was collected were these RMBS settlements a significant portion of each of those settlements went towards something that they called consumer relief. That in and of itself can be dispersed in a variety of different ways. As we saw the mortgage market recover, there were less loan modifications and refinancings that the banks could do. So their money was supposed to be earmarked toward redevelopments, building low-income housing in certain depressed areas. There hasn't really been a check on everything that's happened with those proceeds. Then you also have another bucket, You know, some of the money that goes to the states. A lot of states allow it to go into the general fund, which then can be used for substance abuse programs, building highways. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's a kind of a hornet's nest to know where all the money is going and to really have a full check on that.
0: Okay. And it's also quite dubious that that concept of consumer relief, right? If a bank has been found to have done wrong, you can make up some of the numbers by lending to hedge funds buying the distressed credits.
1: That's right. I think we've seen that. I mean, it seems like anything is acceptable as long as it fits under a bucket of mortgage securities or mortgages.
0: Well, thanks very much, Cara. There's much more to come on FT.com as we mark the anniversary of the financial crisis.